This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Having traveled back to Neverwinter, our heroes find themselves in a whole world of trouble. Butthole's been arrested for crimes unknown. Quinny needs to escape with his friends to escape his past. And they're still looking for not Peter Baelish. What could possibly go wrong? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. And the paladin says, yes, I heard enough. And he pulls out a huge flaming sword. He points at you and he says, in the name of the Lord, you are under arrest for crimes against Neverwinter and for starting the cult of the Moon Knights. All right, so I raise my hands slowly (laughs) and I look down at Goblin Jr. and I look at Alan and I just say, Run. <laughs> All right, smash cut to the Beach Leviathan. Quinny, you arrive in the, the Beach Leviathan. It's a it's an upside down ship. You know, it's it's in good repair now. It's been mm-hmm. running for quite some time. You know, there's a band playing. It's kind of like some gently off-tune lute music. Looking around, you don't see not Pete anywhere. I know this to be not Pete's one of his usual haunts. Uh, yes, that's correct. That Like, that was good information from... Yeah, so um, of the taverns um, that the two of you have been at, I mean, one thing you know is a crim- like sort of career criminals, there mm-hmm. are certain bars that you're very comfortable in and there are certain bars you work. Okay. This isn't one of the bars you work. Oh, okay. Uh, this I is one of the ones that... You, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you you do, but it's this is like Honor Monk Steve's work where it's Got like it, okay. a bunch of con artists will con... You know, it's the, that classic Western scene where like the camera pans around and everyone has 10 aces. Oh, it's okay. like, but I've got 11 <laughs> aces. And it's like, ah, oh, damn, you beat me again. Okay. Um, so no, you can absolutely... Like there's games to be played. There's people who show up trying to be cool enough to hang out with the career criminals. Right. And you can they fleece them out. as much yeah, as you want. Okay. But uh, you, you like it here and you feel like this is kind of not Pete's cool. jam, particularly as a smuggler there's a certain charm in hanging out in a ship right right yeah yeah okay yeah i I head up to the bar then and get a drink and i just kind of wait it out have a look around this uh, like i also kind of like want to soak in this atmosphere because i've been out on the country road and stuff like that and fighting ghouls and mines and shit like this is this is nice yeah you you recognize the uh, the bartender is um a uh, half orc named elzor He's sort of constantly chewing something that you're pretty sure is a narcotic, but have never bothered to ask. Got it. And uh, she always seems to have, like, her eyes are, like, remarkably blue for some reason, which is really weird on an orc and also possibly a result of what she's chewing. Mm. But uh, she's a great bartender, and, uh, you know, you guys get along really well. So, yeah, she's very pleased to see you back. And uh, when you show up, she's been pouring from, like, one cask, but she clearly moves to a better cask (laughs) for you. And she's like, oh, you know, I wouldn't give you the regular swill. Uh, Hey, Elzor. Good to be back in town. Good to see you. Good to see you, Queenie. Glad to see the Beach Leviathan has still retained its charm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're we're an upside-down boat. It's nice. (laughs) It's easy to have charm. Hey, uh, have you seen uh, Not Peter Baelish around? Uh, Not Peter Baelish? Uh, No, not not in some time. No. I bumped into One-Eyed Stink, and he said he was around here. Oh, well, so you're you're trusting to his one-eye? As much as I can. It's the only info I got to go on right now. Well, that's fair. Well, I mean... You know, as a bartender, generally I don't make a habit of revealing my, my clientele. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe he was right. Thanks, Elzor. <laughs> You're welcome. Maybe I should have given you this will after all. From down below, though, from far down below, where the mast should stand tall, but instead goes deep down into the underground because this is an upside-down ship, Quinny can hear the familiar <laughs> click-clack of dice. 
and that very familiar song, Spots on the Square, Throw them down twice, cross your fingers, that's how you play dice. <laughs> and I, I, am, I am laughing out loud in character as well, like, <laughs> oh, man. And I, uh, I head down the shaft of so the there's, mask, uh, into the basement. Into yeah, the there's, there's basically, um, there's a rope ladder. There's also just like a knotted rope. Yeah. Um, the knotted rope is kind of a joke for uh, drunk bros who think that they can manage a, a rope when they're drunk. We call it the joke rope. <laughs> there's kind of a standing bet uh, anytime someone goes down the rope as to whether, whether or not they'll make it. Uh, did you take the, the ladder or the rope? I'm sober. I'll take the rope. All right. Uh, roll me an athletics check. Well, I suck at athletics, so let's do this. <laughs> Natural twenty. Oh, I love this so, die. Um, you have a uh, you have a standing bet placed on yourself mm-hmm. that you will succeed, and many have a standing bet placed on you that you will fall. Mm-hmm. You've been building this gamble for a while because you purposefully fell several times. So what you do is oh, you oh, you start going hard. down, and you're like, Whoa! and you fall for like half the mast, and then right. you catch it very dramatically and slide the rest of the way down, landing in like a ha ha. Outstanding. And upstairs you hear a god damn it every time, <laughs> and the clink of coins. Clink of coins. To me? Well, no. Elzor covers all that. Uh, yeah, okay. She'll pay right. you on the way I'll be collecting that. Well, uh, you didn't pay for your drink, so maybe uh, just count your blessings. You bamboozled me again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourself in the uh, sort of catacomb that's been dug out of the, uh, the ocean bed uh, where the, the mass used to lie. And uh, on a table that has been draped with a tablecloth that used to be the flag of the ship, you see not Peter Baelish uh, with a fistful of dice and a small mountain of coins. And under my breath, I say again, so fucking cool. <laughs> but I keep my composure and I walk over to the table, kind of like arms spread out, like, hey, buddy. And I say, ah, not Pete, how are you? It's been a long time, hasn't it, Quinny? Yes, it has. It's wonderful to see you in Winterfell. Good to see you, too. Never winter, sorry. I knew what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I picked up what you were laying down. That's why I like you. You get me. <laughs> Not a lot of people get me, and that's usually how I like it. What? What, uh, <laughs> what, what brings you to Neverwinter? Well, I have a pretty cool system of catacombs and a flag from this ship that used to spell danger, but now it simply spells out how cool I am for sitting down here. <laughs> You are one cool cat. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I myself am actually uh, just just walked in through the city gates uh, this morning. Mm. Yeah, I was looking for you, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of crime time <laughs> you're looking to commit? Is there um, some kind of sumptuous action on the wrong side of the law that you wish to achieve? Or is it simply that you missed your old friend, not Peter Baelish? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the latter goes without saying. That's really nice. Thank you. I was really fishing for that. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I think the former also goes without saying. Cool. Yeah. Not Pete. I was wondering if you could uh, kind of do what you do best, do a little bit of smuggling for me. Smuggling? Yeah. It's been years since I've dipped my fingers in the sweet nectar that we do, as people call smuggling. But I suppose for you... I don't uh, buy that for a second. What, are you gone straight and narrow? (laughs) Gone legit? Well, I would certainly not describe what I do as narrow and who I am as straight. So what, what? Oh, you're talking about my business. Yes, ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I speaking about your still morals firmly and your live in the shadows of what we call <laughs> legality. Perfect. That's good to hear. But smuggling, now that is an art. You Are see, you up to it? Oh, I thought you knew me. All of a sudden, there's a scream as uh, someone falls from the rope. Uh, they hit the ground, God, kind of look up at both of not you. Again. Clearly realize shit's going down and rapidly run up the rope. Yeah, I, I do nothing. That's, nope. That did not faze me. <laughs> That's Billy. He thinks he's better at athletics than he is. One day he'll get there. I believe in him, and I don't know why. Taking Billy under your wing? Well, I have my wings to fly. Why take weight under them? <laughs> I need to stop using metaphors around you because you are <laughs> kicking my ass with words. <laughs> 
For the record, I also <laughs> rolled to see if Billy would ever become a proper athlete. He rolled a three, so the answer is no. <laughs> he will, however, learn to criticize athletes and speak highly of it later. He's going to be pretty big on a thing called Twitter that's coming. Yeah. It's a system in the Forgotten Realms where you uh, write 140 character messages on the feet of birds. But that's not important right now. <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I want to tell you right now, it's not like typical cargo. Hmm. I need you to smuggle people. Three people. Three? Mm-hmm. And what will you give me for smuggling this precious, precious cargo of yours? Well, this cargo was just that. Very, very precious. Yeah, it's people. I value lives. So <laughs> tell me what your fee is. You've been traveling, mm-hmm. haven't you? That I have. What is the most valuable currency you currently have? Got a couple platinum coins. Is that all you have? We're talking currency, yeah. Now I'm talking money. (laughs) This is a delicate dance of death that you and I are doing. (laughs) Yes, a real pirouette on the pinpoint of a sword's edge. Give me a number, not Peter Baelish. Give me a number and I'll see what I can do. I will take your coins, but I require something else. Something that money can't buy, which... I'm going to get ahead of you right now and say, not more money. Can money buy money? (laughs) Look, that's a logical... We'll get into that later. Exchange rates and whatnot. Etc. What I require is something as precious as the cargo that you wish to ship. There's a person in your party that gives me pause. That I am deeply interested in. Hmm. Someone who seems to be able to raise from the very depths of their deep a belief in something they've never seen before. I would like the secret to their abilities. In order to obtain said secret, I must obtain them. You wish to transport three people. I need the essence of this person. How do you know these things? I'm not Peter Baelish. Quinny smirks to himself and says, of course. Of course you're not Peter Baelish. So, uh, Quinny and not Peter Baelish, you find yourselves uh, at a bit of an impasse. Quinny, of course, you're hesitant and also uh, a bit uncertain as to how to capture the very essence of, uh, of one of your compatriots. Yeah. However, if, if she's speaking of the one that, uh, indeed, this particular DM thinks she is, he does emit a lot of presence, so there might be some chance there. Um, and as for you, not Peter, uh, you see a opportunity to, to gain deep insight that you, you spent a lot of your life seeking um, from this particular deal. And while the platinum coins will go a long way to uh, solving some of your financial woes, grabbing the essence of someone who believes so deeply sounds pretty powerful and pretty important. Mm-hmm. What, what do you each propose? I'll say this to you, and I say it because I consider you a friend. I will set you up with Captain Anak Ayang Ayu. Come again. Anak Ayang Ayu. Oh, okay. Anak. Yep, Anak. Repeat after me. Okay. Anak. Anak. Ayang. 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 Ayu. Ayu. You have to know this because when you encounter him, if anyone mispronounces his name, he gets pretty, well, I will say toasty. Anak, Ayang, Ayang, Ayu. So close, but way off. Oh. Anak, Ayang, Ayu. Anak, Ayang, Ayu. You got it. All right, okay. I will happily set you up with him. And I will take your coin. Actually, I could take it or leave it. Coins are currency of a world in which it's easy to traverse. But this essence, this essence I need. I don't have to have this essence now, but I do need it. And I have people who will follow you to the ends of this known world until you deliver it to me. So if you need my connections... My smuggling abilities, I can provide, but the cost will be exhausted. It's a pleasure to say that I do need your abilities. Mm -hmm. I can get you this essence, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know how yet, but I can get it for you. And then we're square? We are, as you say, square. Anaka Yanga, you? You got it, buddy. All right. So meanwhile, back in the Upside Down Hat Tavern, the uh, the paladin has uh, has demanded uh, a butthole that uh, you surrender to the rule of law. In quickly looking around the room, 
all these people are very scary looking. Uh, these people look a lot tougher and more militant than you've seen. Um, they're probably some of the higher ranked troopers in the uh, Neverwinter Militia. Yeah, so I'm going to look back and I'm like, whoa, 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 boys and girls, you're wearing armor. I don't want to offend anybody based <laughs> on the gender. I respect who you are, who you identify as. And, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and, and because Neverwinter also respects uh, all people who serve for it, no boob armor. Just as, armor as, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? Just functional, just functional armor. armor. But there's so still I'm, room like in case because of like just how the, the way the flesh works, but it's not like you don't, like when I wear it, it's not sexualized. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not exclusionary. We support you, whoever you are. And it supports me. As it should be. As it should be. So I take out Moonlight Bringer, and I'm like, I'm, I'm moving very slowly. Yep. And, then, and then I just sort of hand it to Alan, and I, I walk forwards, and I'm like, I will surrender. Let's get these other people out of here. They, I, I don't know them. Just a wizard. Don't believe in wizards. That's clearly a wolf. Gross. So I'll surrender, and we'll go, and they should leave. Uh, the paladin looks at the wolf, who's clearly decked out in Moonhammer armor, <laughs> and looks at you, and looks at the wolf, and looks at the wizard who you just passed a giant warhammer to, who seems very comfortable with this and not at all confused about it, <laughs> and says, nice try, but you're lucky that we only want you. Is there, like, a back way out that's open? <laughs> you're asking the paladin? No, no asking I'm, I'm the asking DM. the DM. <laughs> the paladin um, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't tell you that information. Um, no, the uh, I mean, you don't really know this tavern that well. You spent one night in here. Um, so I can't see. There's not like a busted hole in a wall or anything like that where no. they could get out. Plus, there there are like, you get the sense that the entire area is surrounded. Fuck. The paladin kind of nods to you and uh, accepts your uh, surrender. Well, I'm like, whoa, 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 though. I surrendered on... You gotta, you gotta let them go, and then we don't gotta fight. Everybody's friends. Why can't we be friends? You seem real skilled. I like your, your flaming sword. Why can't we be friends? The kind of chaos you've wrought upon my city, you and your followers. Okay, clearly. Moonhammer. I should have opened with, I'm innocent. That would seem like a good opener. This is my lawyer. (laughs) I came here willingly to surrender to fight these charges because this is crap. I am being framed. This is my lawyer, Alan. This is her assistant. And actually, this is my emotional support dog. (laughs) I have anxiety, so I have this here to keep me calm. So he keeps me calm. That's why I'm surrendering so graciously. I want to sort this out just as much as... What's your name, my friend? I am Paladin Von Strauss. Well, it's nice to meet you, Paladin Von Strauss. I've heard great things about you. I've heard great things about the Von Strauss family. So I'm here to surrender, but I I need my emotional support dog. (laughs) And I need my lawyer. He and we're here to fight these charges. He says, you're, you're very reasonable for a butcher, but as a paladin, I, of course, respect the rule of law. I'm glad you brought your own lawyer. We didn't want to have to pay for one ourselves. Uh, lawyer, what is your name? I'm Alan, and I'm a lawyer. Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, Counsel Alan, uh, please come with me. Uh, yes, bring the... Uh, I'm afraid you'll have to uh, recuse the uh, prisoner's weapon to, uh, to the higher authority of Neverwinter. Why? <laughs> The, the paladin just like <laughs> face palms and the wizard behind him is literally muttering, muttering a string of like, oh my God, what the fuck? Really? But uh, the paladin says, listen, as, a, as, as evidence in the forthcoming trial, you must be aware as legal counsel that you can't, if, if he is proved innocent, <laughs> fat chance of that. He may have his weapon back, but as a holy icon of the accursed cult of Moonhammer. Yeah, no, no, I get that, but you're taking him away. He's going to be locked up, not able to get his weapon, so... It, it will be evidence in the I trial. Have it. You may leave it at the Hall of Justice, along with all the other evidence of the crimes of Moonhammer. Beginning to doubt that you're a legal counsel after no, all. No, 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 no. You know, I gotta play the game. <laughs> it's Okay. All right, you can. I, I look take at Alan weapon. and I'm like, Alan, when you check that weapon, just make sure you get that little like chit that they give you with the number on it. Because if we lose oh, yeah. that, it's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Like that happened once. The wizard actually pokes around the side of the paladin. It's like, actually, yes, that's that's really bad for us too. It's really a tremendous uh, organizational just nightmare. Logistical so. shitstorm. Yeah, yes. the chain yeah. of evidence is a fucking train wreck if we lose that number. Yes, excellent. Okay, well, uh, please accompany us to the Hall of Justice. Uh, and he nods to a couple of his uh, his enforcers, and he says, uh, place the uh, the circlet on the uh, the prisoner. So they come up, and they place sort of a, a collar around your neck. It's an enchanted collar. You suddenly feel your your connection to the, uh, the magical powers you have is somewhat severed. You're familiar with this technology from uh, your days in the Mercs. Largely, it's very hard to imprison wizards. 
So they've uh, come up with a lot of anti-magic enchantments that are available to sort of higher powers to keep people from, for example, handcuffing a wizard, then they cast fireball because they didn't need their like, hands free to do that. So it's a little uncomfortable for you. It's a little unpleasant. You, basically, your head feels a little bit foggy, but uh, you do recognize it as, as a standard practice. Immediately, because it's like mildly unsettling, I just fart like a bunch. <laughs> like, I, And it's bad. Like, it's like, a, it's like I'm not panicked because I've got like a, a just like a, a I'm anxiety, muscling my dog. emotions inside and I got my emotional support dog. But, like, my body's like, it smells like a fucking bog. Like, it's bad. So the um, the uh, the paladin manages to mostly keep a straight face during this. The wizard behind him vomits onto his leg and leaves. Um, Alan, your senses are still slightly heightened from all your vampiric oh, touching. God. So can you roll me a uh, fortitude save? <laughs> So, uh, natural 20. Ooh. Much like the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, you've been around his stank so much that you slowly <laughs> built up an immunity to Iocane powder. Uh, yeah, that's what this fart smells like. Okay. Uh, yeah. You recognize it as unpleasant in the way that walking through an art gallery, you might see a piece that offends your aesthetic. <laughs> But you're also okay. resolute to show your your uh, strength and uh, commitment to the cause. You just you take a whiff and just stare at the paladin who mm-hmm. kind of acknowledges that you know as a good lawyer that's, that's what you're here for, but is uh, secretly uh, yeah. disgusted. So and um, then, then I, I whispered a butthole. I'm like, okay, express yourself on the inside. And then I we look don't want to give too much away. I look at von Strauss and I just go, I think your wizard's sick. Von Strauss takes one squingy step and goes, yes, he does that. Come along, uh, and you are taken to the Hall of Justice. Cut to the uh, beached Leviathan, where you've come to an uneasy bargain, uh, Quinny, and not Peter Baelish. I'm actually going to leave. I'm going to head back and meet up with the gang and try to convince them to come down to the docks and meet Captain Anak Ang... See, I want to say like a Naksunamun, but that's like oh, that's not what you no, want no, to no. say. The Egyptian it's princess so from the mummy. That you remember this, Anak Ayang. I, you know what? I'll come with you. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs, and it is so easy all because we use shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business it'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms which means curious people are more likely to buy from you and you can sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right. It's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere, too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today! I'll come would with you? you. Yeah, it's 
uh, you know, also, like, buddy, I'm not going to lie. I was, I've just been hanging out in the basement of an ocean, just like clacking dice by myself. Like, I just, I, it's nice to get out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you've got a real cool look down here. I hey. got to say, I was impressed when I came Thanks. down. Anyway. It's just only cool when you have visitors, you know. Okay, buddy. Other We're not there Bill. yet, so just kind of keep that stuff to yourself. Sorry, yes. Uh, <laughs> the crimes and smuggling and etc. I'll yes. go with you. Honor among thieves <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, yes, uh, Very and, good. and whatnot. So you come back up the rope ladder. You see Bill up, like getting ready to attempt the uh, the rope again. Seems a little bit ashamed of himself, but uh, he's going to give it a go. Elzor kind of nods to you and holds up like the coins that uh, you won in the bet. And then holds up your bill and looks at both of them and shrugs and goes, sorry, Quinny. And then, like, pockets the money, crumples up the bill. Next time I will take this. Well, Jesus Christ, it's expensive here. Uh, yeah, it's gotten, like, the word got out about the I mean, when you tell people it's an upside-down ship, they think, oh, well, that's that's a cool thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a novelty that uh, I don't see anywhere else. jaw gawkers. But that's the charm of this place. Mm. Just like the sea would have taken the ship, the ship will now take your money. <laughs> you got such a way with words, not Peter Baelish. As a kid, I used to steal my brother's journal and read his dreams and correct the grammar. You know how it goes. Sure. <laughs> so you exit the bar uh, and uh, make your way back out into uh, Neverwinter. As the uh, as you step out, sort of into the uh, the last light of uh, of the evening or uh, the day leading into evening, Quinn, you're finally able to get uh, your first proper look at uh, Not Peter Baelish. Uh, what do you look like, Not Peter Baelish? Ah, <laughs> so glad somebody asked. You're welcome. <clears throat> Not Peter Baelish looks exactly like <laughs> <laughs> Peter Baelish. Great, cool, okay. Yeah, that's it. So you make your way uh, out into uh, Neverwinter, um, and Quinny, you've been on the road with some pretty decent folks for a while, but mm-hmm. damn, it's nice to be hanging out with another criminal. Oh, it's, uh, it's so good just, to be I mean, just you guys, bombing around you guys town. Crimes. Oh, God, do I miss crimes. I miss committing crimes, and like, I just no, love... Like, yeah, you go into something, and you think to yourself, ah, what does the law say? And you say... I'm going to do the other thing. Going to do the other yes. thing. Ah, oh, crimes. Man. And I just love palling around with the nephew of the queen uh, from the movie Shanghai Nights. Um... <laughs> Just having a great I, time. That's not me. I just look like oh, you him. Look, oh, okay. Just you look, look like, like him. him. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you each one point of inspiration <laughs> yes. uh, for being pals. Where are we going? Uh, yes, so you're headed to the, uh, speaking of crimes, uh, to the Upside Down uh, Hat Tavern. Where uh, I knew my is, friends would be to yep. meet them. But when you arrive, you find that um, the uh, area seems pretty stomped over. Uh, there are a couple of uh, guards who seem to be uh, taking care of a couple of corpses inside the building. Uh-oh. And um, you, uh, you see no sign of your friends. All right. That's too bad. They've gone a whole week without more dead bodies. Yeah, what? there's one of the guards is flipping over the little sign that says, like, days since our last <laughs> dead body. I, uh, 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 not Peter Bayless, just gives, like, a curt nod to the guy because they both understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> the guy nods back with kind of a, I don't even know why we bothered to change the sign, yeah, but, you know, right. it's there. Oh, so, oh, life. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I put a, a finger to my lips and uh, kind of gesture to not Peter Baelish. Excuse me. Excuse me. We are excused. Gesture to not Peter Baelish. Like, let's go in for a closer look, but like quietly see if we can maybe eavesdrop mm-hmm. on these guards. So there's there's two ways you can go about this. One is if you want to use investigation, that'd be like walking up and just casually asking them some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, perception would be hanging out nearby and listening in. So, uh, oh, that's so not Peter Baelish's style. Oh, okay. You're going to go up, walk and talk? No, I, I mean like, Listening in, like it's so not Peter Baelish's style. Oh, I'm style. sorry. Yes, I got it. I, I, mm. <laughs> it's very much up, not <laughs> Peter Baelish's alley. <laughs> <laughs> Commitment to a bit. Okay, <sighs> so I'm gonna roll for perception, and I will as <laughs> well. Uh, but cool first, I'm gonna need you both to roll me a stealth check. Oh, I thought you would never ask. Mm, okay, well, I, I did. I rolled a two. I hope that'll uh, be enough. I rolled. 11, so that's 17. Dang, Great. that's pretty good. Uh, so they, 2 plus 10 puts me at 12. Yeah, they uh, they notice you, uh, Quinny, but the good news is that, uh, as you know, seasoned thieves, 
not Peter Baelish, you take that as your opportunity to kind of immediately take up better position as they're distracted, uh, as the one guard's distracted with, you know, being like, hey, you, get out of here. Your droids are not welcome here. I'm just a tourist. (laughs) Ah, tourist. Is this a good place to eat? Is this where the (laughs) one bridge still is? I don't understand. Listen, you Is this the beach leviathan? (laughs) I read about it. Listen. As you would have seen from the helpful Yelp board, which is, of course, where we post handwritten reviews on a wooden board. Uh, No, this is not the Beach Leviathan. That's the upside down boat that's like over there. I understand they're both upside down. That can be confusing. No, this used to be sort of a a hipster tavern, uh, you know, kind of run by a shady guy, though. So, you know, uh, as a tourist, you're probably not going to want to hang around here. Oh. Um, And besides, aren't aren't you a kid? Like, you shouldn't be drinking. Thanks. I'll go find my dad now <laughs> finally dd and d deals with a dad issue <laughs> uh so uh so queenie kind of like skips away yeah. but uh not peter baelish you uh I, I assume you're kind of the way i see it is like 70 percent behind a pillar but enough that we can see you kind of like schemily looking <laughs> so, the only way i can scheme is yeah. if other people can see me scheme yeah. now you think that's counterintuitive and i'll tell you right now it is <laughs> excellent uh but luckily in this case because you rolled so high it is not oh. so uh now you can go ahead and roll me your perception check okay oh boy <laughs> total of four Total. So you're in an absolutely perfect position to be like vaguely seen and to feel real schemy. Unfortunately, that's outside and they go back inside. Ah, I'm such a poser. So um, (laughs) all you can kind of hear are are little uh, snippets of conversation. Can I follow them to where they're going and try to remain unseen to see if I can get any more information? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, roll me an additional stealth check, please. Okay. 13. So you get the sense that if you're tailing people normally who are paying attention, they'd probably see you. But these guys are busy hauling corpses. So Right, yeah. Good news. So um, you follow them for, uh, they're kind of like dragging them to essentially like the graveyard, which is a little bit south of uh, the tavern. Yeah, roll me a perception check, please. Okay. Nine. You're staying far enough away that uh, you won't get caught, but it's a little hard to hear. What you do manage to pick up are a few snippets of conversation. You hear uh, the word damn Moon Knights said a few times, uh, and it uh, looks like they finally caught the leader. And they both seem pretty pretty excited about that. Okay. Um, and they hope that uh, justice will be swift. All right. I would like to use uh, Detect Thoughts. Oh, damn. Yeah, all right. Go oh, for it. Oh, shit. Um, uh, so you actually don't need to roll for that. Oh. Uh, so basically, once you cast it, alive. you immediately gain uh, access to the surface level of someone's thoughts. So just kind of <laughs> whatever <laughs> that subconscious are. Freudian However, um, you can also then attempt to go deeper. They get to roll a save okay. to attempt to repel the invasion. So I get a sense that, that these guards like aren't necessarily going to like lead me to anywhere that I want to go. Maybe like this is not where my fight is. Maybe I should. It, it's up to you. But based on your sort of criminal knowledge, these these look like kind of low. They look pretty low down the chain of command. Uh, they're on cleanup duty. Mm-hmm. Um, what you'd probably get from their thoughts are uh, some things that are going on on around town. Also, things that the guard would be aware of. So that might give you some leads on things. Might not. Well, I'm here. Let's. Try it out. Do it up. Let's right. see. There are two guards. Let's say one is uh, kind of short and very thin. The other one's uh, sort of a tall, bulky guy. Which one do you want to tap into? Oh, uh, the short and thin guy because he uh, is not so preoccupied with his brawn. Like he's got to get around in a different way. Interesting. All right, great. The guards are uh, both kind of um, chatting about what's what's just happened at uh, the Upside Down Hat. So the sort of surface level thoughts. Uh, are primarily about the cult that has appeared in town over the past month or so uh, called the Moon Knights. And they seem to worship a god named Moonhammer. And the issue with them is that they've been slowly seizing control of the underworld. The Dead Rats, which are a gang of thieves that you personally have been in touch with a bit, who tend to operate up the coast, have also upped their presence in recent days. There Mm -hmm. seems to be sort of a struggle for the underworld going on. Amidst this, uh, Carmine Falstaff, the kind of new... Think um, he's basically sort of a Falcone from Batman universe, like a legitimate businessman who's kind of got his finger in a bunch of things. Mm. He's missing, presumed dead, along with his staff. So there seems to be a bit of a power vacuum going on. Flip side of that is Lord Neverember is pissed off that any of this is happening because the investors are in town to possibly invest in the new bridges. And as a result, he wants everything wrapped up as fast as it can. And the capture of the head of this cult is huge news and very exciting. So that's Mm. generally what's floating around their heads. Well, that's very interesting. 
knowing that and knowing if I could secure the head of this cult for myself, take them as a prisoner and perhaps part of their essence so I understand how they reach such mass quantities of people but get those investors on my side. Mm. Do you want to go deeper or are you going to leave it at that? I'm going to leave it at that and take my own thoughts with me because I'm full of hubris. (laughs) (laughs) Good news is you don't need to cast anything to take your own thoughts with you as you go. So I've got that going for me, (laughs) which is nice. (laughs) Do you convey that to uh, convey the information you just learned to Quinny? I come out uh, to where Quinny is and most of me is just like got a lollipop. Yeah. Honestly, I'm just like, bless, bless your heart. Like a lot of me is just like, ah, yes, sweetheart. (laughs) I debate whether to share this with them, but it's been too long. I debate whether to share the lollipop with not Peter Baelish. You don't know where my mouth's been. <laughs> I decide uh, not to. Cool. I don't share it with him. Okay. And I think instead I'd like to just follow him to where he needs to go to help his friend. I have this information, and information is as valuable as, frankly, any kind of physical currency you can have. So Are you I'm, sure you're not Peter Baelish? I'm not Peter Baelish. All right. You kind of uh, nod to each other, and um, not Peter Baelish basically tells you that uh, she wasn't able to hear much, uh, which is fine. You had a hard time listening in, too, so yeah. it seems reasonable. And then all of a sudden, someone comes staggering uh, out of an alleyway, and he grins a big grin at you, and you see the glint of a gold tooth, and he says, oh, You came back! Friend! Oh. Fun with friends! Good old you! <laughs> and he, uh, he runs up to you and gives you a hug. Oh, friend. It is good to see you. Oh, man. Where have you been? So much has happened. I, I was out of town on some, some business. Say, oh, uh, business is fun. Why didn't you bring me? Well, I think last I saw you, you were unconscious in an alley, friend. Yeah, thank you for helping me once all those barrels fell on me. That was real bad. Hey, no problem. My mouth hurts so much. But look, I got a new gold tooth, just like you said I should. Hey, that's great. I'll take a closer look at that later. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound <laughs> ominous. Uh Say, buddy, uh, have you been hanging around here for a while? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not since the tavern got all wrecked. Right. What's going on? What Anything happened at the tavern? Did you see my other two friends? Oh, man, yeah. They were just in there. They totally got attacked by the city guard, and now they're taking that big guy with the beard who smelled so good. They're taking them to uh, the Hall of Justice. My friends are at the Hall of Justice right now. Yeah, one of them's on trial, and then he's like tall lawyer friend, who is that one that we were drinking with who drank so much. What? You remember oh, that? God. She drank Alan's so pretending to be a lawyer. Much. Jesus. Not Peter Baelish. We got to go. <laughs> Can I come with you? I shove him into the alley. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? I'd like to take that gold tooth. Like, that'd be That's nice That's what have. I did the first time. I've taken one of his gold teeth. So no, so he, he stumbles in, and he's kind of on, on his knees like looking at the water, and he's like, ah, oh, oh, stupid, stupid, man. Oh, man, you'll never fit in because you're so stupid. And he, like, splashes his reflection. I would like to spit around and say, yes, you are, and then punch him out and take his gold tooth. Uh, all right, roll me a, uh, a melee attack, please. So, uh... 18. Yep. Plus... That'll definitely hit. He's just a dude who wasn't <laughs> expecting it. You you punch him right in the mouth. Uh, can you roll me a d4, please? Three. So he takes three points of damage and is unconscious. I pull the gold tooth from his skull. Can you roll me a strength check, please? 18 total. All right. Hey. Well, despite your, your general lack of strength at minus one, you still managed to wrench that tooth out. It's and not your first knows rodeo. No bounds. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you take his gold tooth. Um, and it, I whisper into his ear, because I can. <laughs> <laughs> you rejoin Quinny, who uh, who gives you a knowing nod. I uh, take out my, my golden tooth and say, hey, tooth buddies. <laughs> clink, clink. Uh, we do a real cool handshake that yep. only we know mm-hmm. uh, that ends with us whistling a hot tune that also only we know. That's right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And we and we and we do that. <laughs> and we do that. And uh, you continue uh, on your way to the Hall of Justice. Find it interesting that uh, justice needs a hall to exist. I'm sorry, you want to go somewhere else? <laughs> 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 so it's the most. Uh, I, I'm just gonna ramble. Not, <laughs> Peter Baelish, <laughs> Baelish, Lord of Filler. <laughs> uh, hot dogs. Oh, my hot dogs. 
<laughs> so, uh, Quinny and not Peter Baelish, you arrive and are uh, informed your friend is uh, upstairs. Uh, you uh, enter through sort of the main hall. The Hall of Justice is very grand. You can tell that justice is a very important thing uh, to the people of Neverwinter, mm. uh, particularly given all the uh, the chaos and turmoil of the past few years. It seems that um, they really uh, respect the rule of law here. You head a couple flights of stairs and enter into a uh, sort of a long jail cell uh, or prison room. There are four jail cells. One of them has a uh, a short uh, dwarf who seems to be uh, working on uh, carving, wood carving. Mm-hmm. The hallway, basically, it's uh, there's two cells on either side. At the very far end, there are two guard tables uh, that overlook the room. And the southern wall is essentially a large, open, sort of half-moon uh, crescent uh, with large, heavy pillars. And you notice uh, in the light as the sun comes down, they cast what looks like giant bar shadows over the rest of the, the prison. So it's a very oppressive okay. space. Yeah, bars um, bars. And uh, at the, uh, the very south end, there seems to be a very old statue of uh, sort of a, one of the lesser deities of justice uh, that seems to have been through through quite a lot. So Butthole is uh, currently in a cell. He's got uh, a magical collar on that as an ex-con you definitely recognize yep. as a uh, magic dampening agent. Um Trafficked in those for a while. They weren't uh, they weren't fully functional, but uh, they certainly looked the part. And, um, and you, that's what counts. Yeah, Until uh, it doesn't. <laughs> well, you had a certain joy in knowing that uh, it would only take your somewhat more law-abiding citizens only so far before their uh, criminal charges could escape, which always brought you a small amount of glee. So you've been informed by uh, Von Strauss that uh, the charges laid against Butthole are for um, founding the cult of the Moonites here in Neverwinter. And for instigating the uh, the gang war that's taken over parts of the town, he says uh, you'll be tried in three days' time by uh, the three magistrates of Neverwinter. Once you're elected to a magistrate position in Neverwinter, you're given a title, so you don't know their names, but they go by "see no evil, hear no evil, and speak no evil." You will be uh, tried on all those charges. If found guilty, uh, you'll be summarily executed. However, since the city of Neverwinter does respect the rule of law, you are entitled to a fair trial. And uh, your legal counsel, Alan, will be uh, heading up the defense case. Yeah, that's where you find yourselves. We're now like in contact. Yep. With, with so Butthole? basically, okay. um, what what is allowed here in Neverwinter is as the sort of legal. They kind of recognize the the three of you as the legal team for Butthole in, in this uh, particular case. So you'll be allowed to confer with your client at day's end. You have three days until the trial. Whatever evidence you can raise by then, you can bring to bear, and you'll be able to check in with him at the end of every day. Okay. So I, once I was arrested and put into the cell, I immediately demanded, knowing I could legally get away with this, that I demanded a full copy of all the evidence against me. So I've got like two tables and I've got like little glasses <laughs> and I've got all this stuff laid out and I'm like reading it looking like I really know what the fuck is going on. But like I've barely read the first page. Can like I'm just there. an investigation check, please, sir? Four total. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so they, the documents they provided you are like in heavy legalese. So you look very impressive, but it is exhausting to read this stuff. Like it's oh, just like, like, I'll tell you what right now. What the hell's a defendant? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. Honestly, I didn't even need a dice roll for that. Like You're also um, particularly confused about what the fuck a Moonite is. Yeah, I think my main goal in reading this is I'm aware that not a single document will make sense to me on its own. But I'm hoping that if I read like all the words and have faith that maybe I'll be able to like piece together something in my like subconscious overnight. Like I'm never going to be a guy who goes through a legal document and be like, mm-hmm, this is brilliant legal argument. I'm like, uh, this is, uh, just give me facts and maybe I'll fart out a, a, an argument or something. Like literally. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I might actually eat some pages and hope I can fart out a page <laughs> that'll read things back to me. Cool. Um, can I say, before Not Peter Baelish and I join the rest of the group, I just want to pull Not Pete aside and say, Look, you're about to meet the two people, two of the three people that I want smuggled out of here, okay? <gasps> Including the one whose essence you're looking for. I will get you the essence, but I need this guy moved beforehand, okay? Can you promise me that we can get him out of here? As a smuggler, of course. All right. Also, just remember, I'm still not Peter Baelish. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that you're not Peter Baelish. <laughs> Guess Cat's just kind of losing it for a second. Go ahead, Cat. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. <laughs> Great. So I, I look up from my cell as they approach, and I'm like, "Hey, who's your new friend? Uh, this is just uh, an associate of mine. Not Peter Baelish. Okay, we're using 
We're using real names. This is not Peter Baelish. <laughs> so who are you? Yes, real names. Uh, uh, not Peter Baelish. You... No, I'm aware you're not Peter Baelish, but like, who, who are you? I, I don't... No one's ever asked me that before. He's not asking, like, existentially, who are you? Oh, oh, oh. No, oh, oh, no, oh uh, first okay. of all, I'd like to dive back in. Not true. <laughs> oh, man. I am asking existentially. Who are you? And we've only got three days? Great. Uh, yep, both <laughs> for this play session and... <laughs> Do you know what, Quinny? You make a great point. I think it's time for me to figure something out. I'm going to die. I just prayed. I'm going to die. This is doomed to my death. Someone has poisoned the church, not me. And I'm going to die. So do you know what? That's why I can ask this question. I'm fucked. That's it? You're just packing it in? Moonhammer spoke? Listen, sometimes you just got to accept it. Things die, even in Moonhammer's world. Ask a different question. I think that was a pretty big question. Alan, as a legal counsel, how are you feeling about all this? Look, all right, butthole, we don't even know what the situation is. Like, we don't, we don't really know exactly why you're being charged. Yeah, we get that there are some, I guess, Moonites. We don't even know what a Moonite is. Why don't we figure out what you're being charged with and why, and then go from there? Because without that information, we don't even know what questions to ask. Do you know what, Quinny? I think we should listen to Alan. She's a lawyer. I agree. You're already, you're already throwing in the towel. Uh, listen, I'm going to die. And do you know what question I didn't ask? Is it going to be in three days? <laughs> Everybody dies. Sometimes you avoid asking the scary question and you just ask the smart question. <laughs> I'm comfortable I won't be immortal. Let's move on. Alan, lawyer, what's the plan? Well, I'm glad we addressed that. <laughs> so, um, Alan, do you have a plan or would you like to roll me an insight check? Oh, oh, insight. I have no plan <laughs> being not a lawyer at all. <clears throat> 23 total. Alan, basically, as you see it, there are a number of things that are very strange about the situation. First of all, you've seen Butthole convert a bunch of people, but no one's ever called themselves a Moonite. That seems crazy. Yeah. Second, you know that Butthole is the first person to ever either encounter Moonhammer or just straight up made Moonhammer up. And uh, which, which of those do you think is probably more true? Daddy made Moonhammer up. Cool. Yeah. So as a lifelong academic, you're fully aware that you've never encountered Moonhammer in any mm -hmm. books. So you think maybe that might be somewhere to start. There's a oh, chance this is going to be tough for that if you could prove <laughs> that Moonhammer doesn't exist, yeah. that might shoot a hole in the case. I don't think your client is going to find that acceptable. Um, so my that, client doesn't have a say. <laughs> so not Peter Baelish. Can you please roll me a yeah an insight check as well, if you would? Okay. Nine. In the few days you've been here, you've sort of kept your ear to the ground and obviously sort of talked to some of your criminal contacts. And uh, one of the things that you've been hearing, and you don't have many details on it, but you know that there's some word uh, that there might be some embezzlement happening based around this bridge project. Mm. And that it might be happening in one of the higher levels of government. So based on your own personal bias, that might mean a judge. You're not sure which one, but there's a chance that there might be might be something you could leverage there. Yes, of course. I mean, it would make sense if it was to speak no evil. Why would they talk about their embezzlement? So I'm going to say, all right, so let's... Let's do a powwow. We got three of you. I got three legal counsel. Alan's head counsel. You guys are both like whatever the sidekick lawyers are whenever those touring plays go around. You yeah. know, have you seen Law and Order? I have seen uh, Law and NVU. Order. The touring play. I have Law seen Law and Order and Pride yeah. and Prejudice. Law yeah. and Order, Neverwinter Victims Unit. That's the one that uh, does like the, the county. So I saw a lot of that oh, with big NVU, fans. Oh, NVU, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. The one guy was like, like, you can keep this nation. Like that guy, <laughs> I love I love his work. So yeah, I'd say. It never a... works like it does in the touring plays. No. Someone... It just works exactly like it does <laughs> Place. So yeah. I look at it, I'm like, okay, so what they always do is everybody presents their plan. So each of you ha have an idea, I've and then an we'll idea. move forward. All right, so let, let's hear him. Quinny, right. go for it. Look, it's my limited understanding that no one knows who these three chancellors are. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, right? That's just their, that's their identities. So if we, I'm looking at you, not Peter Baelish, and me, not being, I would say, the most crucial parts of the legal team, because you're the lawyer, Alan, if we find at least two of these guys, swap places with them because nobody would know the difference. <laughs> and then we just give you a not guilty verdict and get the hell out of Dodge. That's my plan. Who's next? <laughs> I, I, I look at Quinny and I say, I love plans that involve costumes. And I love plans that involve pretending to be people we're not. And uh, that sounds pretty good. Let's see if anybody can knock that one down. Right. Tom I, Peter uh, Dalish. I, I, I gently touch butthole on the shoulder as if to say, yes, 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 but. 
Hole. You just you just called me butt. It's butthole. And just for a moment, once again, I am entranced by everything <laughs> he chooses to be. <laughs> This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium in the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Newly promoted Inquisitor Lucius Valentine has received visions of the death of the immortal God Emperor. With few options before him, he teams up with hive-bred criminal siblings Lyric and Alto. Together, they must defeat a cabal of shadowy foes to save the Emperor and the Imperium. Can this trio of unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? The Emperor is going to die in a year. My job is to make sure the Emperor doesn't die. Because if the Emperor dies, the Astronomicon goes out. And the only thing keeping the Imperium alive is the fact that we have a very large navy and a very large army and space marines, and they shoot everyone. It's delightful. Praise the Emperor. Thanks for that. But if the Astronomicon goes out, we have no navy, we have no ability to defend ourselves, and the Xenos and Chaos will overrun us instantly because there will be no defense. So every planet will turn out like Galen's glory? And that would be the best case scenario. Which is why we need to keep the emperor on his throne. I spit in my palm and put my hand out for a handshake. Am I supposed to do something in return? Is this, I'm sorry, I just don't know what this is. Alto's like, yeah, like this. He spits in his hand and puts it out towards you as well. Then I spit in both palms and shake their hands separately. (laughs) We have an inquisitorial band. Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, available now.